Hi everybody, welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. I come to you today with such a solemnness in my heart. This is my moment today to just say a few words about what has been happening that the whole world knows about, the war in Israel. And it took me a few days to be here because when the war broke out, I felt like I was paralyzed for a couple of days. I barely slept. I, I was beside myself, like many of you were. And so I would like to honor the Lord Jesus Christ first with this message. I've already prayed and spoke to him about it, but I want to make you part of us honoring Jesus Christ in this message. So, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I come to you, Lord, and I ask you to make me aromatic by your spirit. And that the words that will be spoken will come from no other place but the depth of my heart, Lord, like that scripture says, out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. O Lord, hear my cry. Lord, I cannot even speak without anything coming from my heart today. That's the only place I could speak from today. Because our hearts have a different language in our mind. So I pray as this vessel, Lord, let me pour out these things in my heart. Lord, to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, before I prepare for messages, I spend time in obviously prayer, if you know me, and I don't like to do anything, any messages. I don't want to do anything that's not real or what's the point. I want everything I am to be pure, like the pure gold for the candlestick and the refined gold for the menorah and the pure incense beaten small and the pure oil made by the apothecary for anointing. And when we, when I come to you, I want everything I, I talk to you about, though I have mixture in it of myself, and I think we're supposed to, because God wants us to feel strong and deep within ourselves when we pray, when we hope, when we love, when we're sorrowful, when we're suffering. That is when the beating of the incense takes place. And we get pressed down and broken. And I just come to you today with such a 
a heart that's feeling so many things like most of you, and I cannot speak for others, but I know in my heart, many of you might feel the way I do. You know, I wanted to come and be here and talk about this when the war first broke out on the 7th. But I was beside myself like I was in shock. I was devastated. I was speechless. I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like it was it was so surreal to me. And I couldn't sleep at all. Like I slept a little bit, for, but for two solid nights, I barely could sleep. And it hit so close to home because I am Jewish. I am Jewish. And I just wanted to explain what that feels like a little bit. Though it may not have any meaning to you at all, but just because I'm your sister and you know me so well, I've been doing this for so long, I just want to just open up this vessel and let it pour out. You know, when I became born again, I still felt such a strong Jewish pull within me. And it's always been there. Jews never stop being Jews. We are always Jews. And as powerfully as I am born again, bought by the blood of the Lamb, there is this powerful life inside of me that's very Jewish. And It's just very, it just runs very deep, you know. So when this happened, I, everything in me just exploded that was Jewish, though being very, very much a follower of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is a Jew. He's still Jewish today. You know, and many would be saying right now, Joan, there is no Jew nor Gentile. Well, what that means is a Jew or a Gentile that becomes born again is still going to be of Jewish descent and is still going to be of another ethnic descent. It doesn't stop what your DNA is. Meaning, in Ephesians chapter 2, Jesus Christ died. It said that, Paul explained it, that he pulled down the middle wall of partition, thereby making one new man, meaning a new mankind. And so I just sat there on my couch and I just kept looking at all the news and the pictures and everything and I don't want to get into the graphic images and the stories we have all been seeing it but it is so important for me as a believer in Jesus Christ as a Jewish believer in Jesus Christ to say I stand for Israel I stand for Israel and not just 
because I'm feeling emotional, but because I love Israel. I love the Jewish people. I love our Jewish Messiah. I love him. And we all know that we are at the end. We know in biblical prophecy, my goodness, there's so many videos out there right now. I don't need to make a video and explain to you where we are in absolute final seconds of the age of grace. I don't need to do that today with you. You know, even the Apostle Paul says that at some point there is an expectation that we know. God has an expectation that his people know of the times and seasons that we are in. And Paul the Apostle, he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1, he says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write these things again unto you. For ye yourselves know that the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. So when they shall begin to say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them like a at at, una, at unawares like a woman who is a child who cannot escape and we are seeing the actuality of Jacob's trouble spoken of in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 7 this is the 70th week of Daniel that has begun without a doubt and there's this Psalm 83 war, and there's a thousand videos out there right now. If you don't know anything about this Psalm 83 war, I, I just encourage you, go go listen to it. You know, there's there's many reputable men out there that and people and ministries that are teaching it beautifully. But it was so important for me just to just to get some things off my chest and just to say it. And just so you know, I did a prophecy update with Mina Lee Jones yesterday. And I will be posting that along with my own little video. And it was such a pleasure to join her yesterday. And so I will be putting out two videos today. So make sure you watch hers and make sure uh, you subscribe to her. And she's such a blessed sister. I love her so much. But to get back, this is so important to me because this is really my first time, my first moment. And, you know, I want to tell you, you know, when the war broke out that same day, I, I, um, I went to go see my mother and she was in a, she's in a nursing home and I had explained to her that the war had broken out and she didn't understand. And I explained to her not a lot because she can't take a whole lot of that, but you know, she, she is Jewish. She was raised by, you know, in, in a Jewish life. And, and so I told her, you know, what happened and she began to cry and we talked a little bit more and she asked me questions about it and I, I just kept it as light as possible but to let her know that this is real that this is a real war and at the time came that it was time for me to go and i i put her to, to bed and i tucked her in and i leaned over to hug her and as i pulled away she grabbed my arm firmly and she just looked with these eyes like she just said, Joni, she said, we are fighters. We fight. Be careful. And it was this moment 
that the atmosphere around us was rich with the Holy Spirit. And I just was looking at this woman, this little woman, you know, just that strength came to the surface to tell me that, but it was with her soul. I was invited that night to a local synagogue by uh, the rabbi. And so I went and I was so happy that I went, but it, it, it became very real to me as a Jew, you know, I mean, yes, a Christian, but just bear with me. Okay. As a Jew, you know, I went and it was major police presence, you know, and so we went in and I just sat, I went in with all the people and there were candles and there was um, music playing, you know, and a couple of men from special forces of the IDF came up and spoke and the mayor of our city was there and, and I never felt so powerfully at peace among them. You never stop being Jewish. I had put out a video a little while ago about, if you guys remember, it was about the Holocaust and the people that were the offspring of the Holocaust survivors and offspring of the people of the Jews that came out of concentration camp. And, and there were these generational curses and you can watch it yourself. But the, the reason I'm bringing it up is there was people that commented, which I approve all comments, just so everybody knows up front, because I keep it a safe place at the little green pasture. I don't put up with anything that would cause pain to other people, upset, I always tell people, start your own YouTube channel and do it there. But there were some people that were saying that were pretty brutal and very anti-Semitic. And these are people that were calling themselves Christian. And I just deleted it. So, I mean, just so everybody know, if you're watching this, I will delete anything that comes across that is anti-Semitic or trying to tell me Jews aren't the real Jews and all this garbage. I'm not listening to that. I did all, I learned about all that stuff before and I threw it in a garbage can because you see, I only care about what the word says about the, the plan for the Jewish people, starting with Abraham. God spoke to Abraham and said, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. God has a plan for the Jewish people. And right now the religious landscape is so messed up with replacement theology where there are Old Testament covenants that are Jewish exclusive Jewish promises, covenants made just for them that have yet to be fulfilled in the future when they become the chief of nations during the millennial kingdom. 
And there's this widespread, people don't even know what replacement theology is. And yet they're, 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 they're speaking, they're taking authority, they're doing all these things, and they're using all of these messianic uh, declarations of power that are exclusively for the Jews in the Jewish nation. And everybody, I've never seen such great anti-Semitism in my whole life. And down here on the earth, there's all this arguing and fighting and, and all this awful, just brutal things people are saying about the Jews. You know, there is going to come a day. There is going to come a day where when Jesus says, I'll make of thee a great nation. What we see right now in Israel is just a the first repatriation into a tiny sliver of land. But a day is coming at the second coming where he will expand the entire topographical. It's a topographical land expansion. And there is a royal land grant and it will be for the 12 sons of Jacob. Israel. And you know, I'll tell you something. I know the Jewish people, they are, uh, they are precious. You know, I mean, all nations, all the people and, and of all these places of the world are precious to God. And I lay in bed one night and I said this on the couple things I'm saying, you, if you watch the video from me and Mina, I've said these things, but I want to say it to you in case, because I'm just going to make a short video. I lay in bed the first night and I'm seeing, or the second night, and all these images are coming into my mind that were so devastating that will be imprinted in my mind for as long as I live. And, and next to that, in my mind, I'm thinking about all the horrendous words that were being spoken against them. While their families are being hauled out of their houses, while they're being killed, and all I don't even want to get into all the details of it because you never know with YouTube they can nix this video. But the horrific things that they're doing to them and have done to them. And then I'm thinking about all the people saying, Yeah, well, you know, the Jews this and Jews that. And I'm like, is that really? Is that I mean, I I, I can I can take that from the ungodly of this world, but when I'm hearing this from Christians who call themselves Christians. I mean, come on, what, what have they become? Look at the hate, look at the hardness. There's people, I saw something, somebody posted by somebody I love very much that's in ministry. And he always, and he has such a great prophetic hold on uh, what's happening right now. And somebody did like some emoji of people, somebody laughing at a horrible picture. And he was so devastated by that he said I pray the Lord have mercy on your soul but I thought you know even if you cut away like okay they're Jewish you're looking at people that are family have families just like you do children like you do brothers sisters mothers friends and they're dying in the most uh, worst way and the atrocities that have been I mean it's 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 unfathomable what they're going through 
And yet there's all this bickering about money and who gets what and and what they shouldn't get and and what the Jews did and what this and that. They're not the real Jews. And it's like we and I just look at that and I say, you know what, it doesn't even matter because the Lord is with those people. He loves his people. He said, for thus saith the Lord of hosts. And he says this in Zechariah 2, 8, for thus saith the Lord of hosts. After the glory hath he sent me unto the nations, which spoiled you. For he that touches you toucheth the apple of his eye. So right now, Israel is surrounded. They're fighting a war on three fronts. It looks like there is a perhaps, it's been said they could do it in five months. Right now, they're in a fight. They're bombing Aleppo or the uh, in Aleppo, the airport there. You have Assad getting, you know, he's getting involved. You have the Persians, you have Iran getting involved, or they've been involved. And there's all these nations getting involved. And I really believe with all my heart, this is World War III. This is not like, oh, look, this, this can become World War III. This is World War III. And God will defend his people. And right now, there is so much suffering. You know, I was thinking about Esther. And I love that book so much. And to me, it's so front and center. And if you haven't read the whole book of Esther, you should read it. Because there is a point where there is an edict that, would, that went out to 120 provinces because there was one man that hated the Jews. Because Mordecai would not bow down to him. And so therefore, because he was the king's right-hand man, the king went ahead and went along with it, not really realizing Esther was Jewish. Her real name was Hadassah. And so 120 provinces get this edict that all Jews must die. And so Esther Mordecai comes and he, he says to her, you need to go and speak to the king. And she said, no one's allowed to go into, I haven't been there in 30 days and no one's just allowed to go in there. You know, meaning, you know, Persian law, you, she he would kill her. If he was in a bad mood that day and she showed up without being summoned, that was her death. Which is why she said, if I perish, I perish. Because he said, if you don't do it, he said, God will raise up help from somewhere else. But you need to know that you're it's it's you're gonna pair you're gonna die too with the rest of us and she said well you go ahead and fast and me and my maidens are gonna fast she said and in three days i'm gonna go see the king and so she went alone and the grace of the lord was with her and the king saw her and it said and he loved her and he held out the golden scepter and in the, prop, the uh, scholars I was reading, it says she didn't just touch the top of the golden scepter. It was customary to kiss it. And because of her, thousands of Jews were saved, but they all had to fight for their life. She sent out an edict after she had Haman hung, and she swiftly had Mordecai write a letter and she sealed it with the, and it was sealed with the king's seal and she sent it out 
and it said, let every Jew in every house in every province under the king defend themselves and their wives and their children, and even if they have to kill their enemies. And so the Jews had victory. You know, she said, if I perish, I perish. Because she said, look, I'm darned if I do, darned if I don't. But, you know, I really, it spoke to me today. And I said, you know what? I would rather, I would rather touch the Lord with my own heart and pray for them. I read the story today and it was a little story. And it spoke to me today for some reason, just to me as a believer. And I pray it spoke, it speaks to you. But it was a story. It was. It didn't say where. It didn't say what t- year it was. It didn't say what country it was. I do. It was very long ago. And it said there was a man who was a. He made pottery. He made clay vases and all kinds of pottery. And the king commissioned him to make some pottery for him. And so he went and he got his clay and he formed it. He made these objects and he put them into the fire. And as they were burning, he saw imperfections in it. And so he did it again. He made more clay. He made more pottery. He put it in. And again, he saw more imperfections. And then finally, he did it again the third time. And he saw perfections. And he was so overcome that he wanted to just, he was so He wanted them to be so perfect that he threw himself into the fire. And when the people came, by the time they came, the pottery was ready. And they looked in and they saw the most beautiful pottery in that kiln in the flames. And, you know, that just grabbed me. Like, I thought, you know what, unless and until I can throw myself into the fire. And say, you know, no holds barred. I'm going to stand with Israel. Because I stand with God. I stand with the Messiah of Israel. I stand with Jesus Christ. And if I perish, I perish. But it says in Job's, whoever perished being righteous. And Jesus Christ is our righteousness. And it, and this is now. Not like, oh, a day is coming. This is now. This is right now. For you to throw yourself into the fire. Because you know something? It's it, it, There has been a shift. There has been an absolute shift. Everything has changed. Even with this that I'm doing. I felt like everything just shifted. Like I just w- went from one world into another. Where I said, I can't, I can't be anything more than my such my purest, truest self. And if I perish, I perish. And, you know, I don't even care. I mean, I don't care anymore as it is. But, you know, there's people that they like to want to correct me and say this and that. Well, you're not a real Jew. There's this and that. And I think I don't really care. I don't care at all. I only care about the Lord. And I care about what he cares about. And I care. And I want to be that vessel pouring out into your vessels so that that living water is pouring out of your vessels. And it, there is an eternal stream that's flowing from the mountain of heaven and that you will take that water into your vessels 
and that you would be fearless and you would be courageous and you would stand up and not because, look, there's no debate that we don't need to debate with anybody. We don't need to explain ourselves away. I don't need to explain the people who write to me and say, you're in serious, grievous error. I don't need to explain myself to them. You know what I say? And I say it with all love and, and, and humbleness. Own then what you believe. Own it. But when you come to this little green pasture, I'm not going to own that ever. Jesus Christ is coming again. And it says in Romans 11, 26, it says, all Israel shall be saved. And we're there. And in closing, there's a verse that I saw that has meant so much to me these last few months. And it's in Isaiah 33, 21. It says, but there the glorious Lord will be unto us a place of broad rivers and streams wherein shall go no galley with oars, neither shall gallant ships pass thereby. And I always wondered about that because there are no broad rivers and streams that go through Jerusalem until one day I came across something Amy Carmichael wrote, and I'm going to close with these words. There is no river near Jerusalem, the city of continual rest. But he speaks of Jerusalem as a peaceful city on a river and a great river too, up which the ships of the enemy could sail, but they never shall. God teaches us as we teach our little children. He uses pictures. This picture meant to the men who first saw it that the ships of the nations whom they greatly feared would never have power to sail up to their city. God's spiritual Zion would be protected from her enemies. Jerusalem, the city of turmoil, will become a quiet habitation. Jerusalem, the riverless city, will be glad and safe because of the glorious Lord who is to it a place of broad rivers and streams. And I say along with all the Jews, Am Yisrael Chai, which means the Jewish people live. Amen. Shalom.